The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. What's going on? It is officially a few days away from the last and final season of Game of Thrones. We have been waiting and waiting and waiting for this last season. The New York premiere was just a few, uh, just a couple days ago. And I am so excited. Do y'all niggas got y'all Game of Thrones Oreo cookies or what? Like, it is going to be so like lit and I have been trying I've been reading like a bunch of theories and stuff like that I don't know how right I am I don't know how wrong I am but I know I cannot wait until Sunday night to sit and watch Game of Thrones now for you niggas who have not been watching Game of Thrones trying to take the cheat sheet and watch like a few episodes per season to catch up. Just forget about it, niggas. Forget about it. Don't even worry about it. Wait until the fucking season is over so you could like rewatch everything and hopefully enjoy it or whatever. Cause I don't want to hear from y'all. Y'all niggas are so extra. But for me and my niggas who've been watching, who've been rewatching, we are so motherfucking excited. And today I got a special guest, a special co-host. Um, you'll hear her every now and again throughout this uh, episode. So, you know, she likes to talk and have her own opinion. So when you hear her in the background or hear her say something, you know, you'll know it's her. So um she'll be coming up shortly <laughs> or she might come up now whenever she get ready you know she's you know very independent and um adventurous like that she likes to like just pop in randomly and um say what she has to say so the first episode of game of thrones this sunday um I guess I'm going to put spoiler on this because I haven't seen it myself, but I've, you know, um, read a few things and I've, you know, seen like some theories and trailers and stuff like that. Allegedly, there's like leaked um, steals from the first episode. And um, I kind of wanted to go through it with y'all. If y'all don't want to hear it, you know, I will understand you all not wanting to listen to this episode but if i'm just gonna go through like i'm not gonna read the entire thing but i just want to go through some points um that i've read without giving it all away and i just kind of want to go through like what kind of like the expectations of you know what we are expecting from this season first um again spoilers 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 i want to calm down a little bit um let me go through things that I think might happen. And this is before I want to go into like what is being said for 
the first episode, which is going to um, be tomorrow night. Okay, so here's what I think. Now, we already know that John is going to find out his true mother and father through Sam or um, Bran. Either one of them are going to tell him first who his real mother and father are. And then, you know, John is going to figure out that, you know, Danny is his family blood, his aunt slash sister, sister, or whatever. I think the other players that come into, um, that come into play, you know, I don't want to really want to talk about John because like, that's like the big picture of them all. But I want to talk about some of the side characters for a moment. Like, I want to talk about, you know, well, let's put this on the table because it's like so much information. People are already assuming that Bran is the Night King, which is a good theory. It's a theory that is very plausible. I want to talk about Littlefinger for a minute. And I want to talk about Tyrion. Um, We saw in season seven... We saw that little figure die. We saw Arya slit his throat. And that was the end of it. However, there's a few things I want to bring into play regarding his death. Because, you know, this entire series and this story is based on Littlefinger's, you know, lust for the Iron Throne. Now, if you all have not been watching or you're catching up still, um, it is because of Littlefinger, uh, Cat Stark's sister poisoned John Aaron, which was the hand of um, Robert Baratheon. Right? He convinced his, he convinced her because you know she wasn't you know she was a bit extra. I'm talking about Cat's sister now. Um, he convinced her because she was in love with him. She He convinced her to poison John Aaron. And, you know, John Aaron and, and Robert Baratheon was like, you know, day one niggas or whatever. So he got John Aaron out the way. And he convinced her to write the letter to Cat Stark to say that the Lannisters are plotting against them and then will be John Aaron and you know convince Cat that um the Lannisters poisoned John Aaron. So this is what Littlefinger did. And all throughout the season we saw him basically playing chess with everybody you know, trying to get closer and closer to the throne. Now, as far as background information, Littlefinger is from Bravos. Now, Arya went to go train in Bravos with, you know, the many-faced god. So my theory, well, a theory that I think is interesting and it makes sense, but it still has like some holes in it, is... What if Littlefinger, because he is from Bravos, when he saw Arya fight with Brienne of Tarth, he knew like, oh, okay, I know where she's been, you know, 
And then he planted the letter that Sansa wrote to Rob. So he's aware that she is very, um, very, very secure and very um, protective of her house and her name. So what if Littlefinger put a plan together to have someone else steal his face, right? And who they thought they were killing Littlefinger was actually someone else. Now, hear me out. So you're probably figuring out, like, how would they do that, you know, if Bran there? Now, that is my question. If Bran is there and, you know... Would he be able to see the future to know if that was Littlefinger or not? I I agree with that part because that is the iffy part. Because if Brand if Brand would have, would have thought or saw in the future in his visions that that was a Littlefinger, he would have said something or he would say something. But at the same time, he has admitted himself that his vision is still kind of like spotty and blurry and is not. He still needs time to like you know work on it and figure it all out. I'm saying that if Littlefinger is from Bravos and he saw that Arya has picked up skills from the mini face god, knows that she's more than capable capable to kill him and anybody else, and he knows that she does not trust him, do we or are we supposed to believe that Littlefinger will leave himself vulnerable in that way? I mean, just think about it. I mean, if he did, he was incredibly, incredibly um, uh, full of himself and thought he was untouchable. Or is he smarter than what we think he is? And he got away. Again, it's just a theory. It's not supported by anything. I haven't read anything that supports it. It's just an idea that I was thinking about as I was rewatching, and you know, I would be, and it would. I mean, apparently, of all the cast members say that no one is going to be happy with the ending, and that would definitely make me very unhappy if Littlefinger is sitting on the throne <laughs> or he's not actually dead. So that will actually make me really unhappy. And make a lot of folks unhappy because he's definitely a bad guy. Okay. Now, going to Tyrion Lannister. In season two, I believe, when um, he was, you know, captured. And, you know, before the, the infamous fight between the sand people and the mountain you know when Arryn said he was going to fight for Tyrion remember he said that he remembered when he was born and he had scales and he looked like you know scales of a snake or something like that he says something similar to that basically alluding to the fact that he had very scaly skin almost like a reptile now, I haven't read all the books, like I said, but I do find myself um, finding references to certain parts of the books 
of Game of Thrones and I read them as much as I can, but it's a lot of information. So I read a story in one of the books that um, Tyrion Lannister was married to Joanne Lannister, which is, you know, Cersei's, Jamie and, T- and Tyrion's mother. And they were, in fact, cousins, right? So... We be like looking at Jamie and Cersei like, ew, they're twins and they're having sex. But their mother, you know, was cousins to Tywin. So it's not like he married a woman of a different house. He married and have children with his own cousins. So for him to be surprised or act like he was, you know... Uh, disgusted by the fact that his daughter and son was banging was kind of a reach because his mother was because their mother was Tywin's cousin. Okay, so Joanne Lannister apparently um, she was really beautiful, right? According to the books, she was really beautiful, and and again, according to the books, um. You know, Rhaegar would come through with his big dick energy and flirt with Joanne Lannister. Now, it isn't clear to me if he had consensual sex with her or if he raped her. But according to the books, or at least what I've read, um, what, you know, he, you know, Rhaegar would come through and be like, oh, you're so beautiful and like flirt really heavily and with her in front of Tywin. Now, according to the books, you know, Tywin will only smile with Joanne, which is like really creepy because he was like only happy with his cousin. But I mean, this is Game of Thrones, so that's not unusual. Um, But, you know, Rhaegar will, would, you know, come through, you know, with his, you know, blonde white hair and blue purple eyes and um, he will flirt with Joanne right in front of Tywin. And Tywin will sit there and not do nothing. But he'll just be all in his feelings about it. And walk away and, you know, curse him under his breath. And, you know, Rhaegar would just float and flip his airy hair. And, you know, tell her how beautiful she was and stuff like that. So, all that being said, it's possible. Um, I did see an interesting quote that... Rhaegar allegedly said that, you know, it's a shame that he can't sleep with uh, Joanne on her wedding night. So apparently that might be a um, might allude to him sleeping with her, like sneaking in her room and sleeping with her. I'm not really sure about that, but I know that he definitely was very vocal about wanting to bed her now. In the books, it says that Tyrion actually has one purple eye and one green eye or something like that. And that his hair isn't, is a lot blonder and lighter than Jamie's and um, Cersei's hair. And in the books, it also um, states, uh, I'm paraphrasing here, that Tywin doesn't, Basically, uh, doesn't like him, not just because, you know, Joanne died giving birth to him, but because he feels or he knows intuitively that, you know, that's not his actual son. 
which is interesting because we see in the show that Tywin would be really upset with um with Tyrion for having like a whole bunch of whores and always being in a brothel, which isn't uncommon for men in Westeros, especially men with, you know, titles. However, it would make sense for him to really be disgusted by that behavior from Tyrion as it would remind him of of how charming Rhaegar was if you know you know if he really is a Targaryen which would be interesting because if he wanted him dead I don't know why he wouldn't have you know Robert Baratheon kill him if he really felt he was a Targaryen. I mean, he could have came up with some scenario to have, you know, Robert Baratheon accidentally kill him or make it look like an accident. But he was, a, you know, if he is indeed a Targaryen, a half Targaryen at least. Um, well, okay. Even if he is half Targaryen, he still is technically half a Lannister because, you know... Joanne is a cousin and you know not from some other house so he still is a Lannister so maybe that's the reason why so he is technically still a Lannister he's just not 100% Lannister like um Jamie and Cersei and Joffrey were maybe that's why he had more um patience and tolerance for them because they are 100% Lannister because also has me thinking that would he have treated those children differently if they were indeed, you know, um, at least DNA wise, half Baratheon? You know what I'm saying? I mean, I don't know if I'm making sense. I'm probably not making sense, but I just feel like he had, you know, patience and tolerance for um, Cersei's children because they were full Lannister children blood wise because they were all incest babies and because you know that's his lineage you know um if Tyrion is in fact half Targaryen you know if the three dragon theory is ruled out because one of the dragons is now with the Night King however it's still a possibility that Tyrion can ride a dragon because I definitely think season eight is the, is the season that John dies. I don't see John living throughout the series. I don't see Daenerys living throughout the series. If she is pregnant, I think the child might survive. Might. This is a might. And Tyrion will have um, closer access to the throne. But that's just me. Okay, so I kind of want to go through. Um, let's see this, if I can do this. I kind of want to go through um, some of the uh, theories that I have been uh, seeing from the first episode that's coming on tomorrow night. Okay, so here we go. Okay, so it says the episode will come start 
with Varys and Tyrion arriving in Winterfell by wagon, and Tyrion will be joking about Varys and his general and his generals. Okay, so that's kind of specific. So if it actually happens tomorrow and we see Varys and Tyrion like in the first scenes, then this means that this person on Reddit actually does have an official Leeds episode uh, recap. Um, so um, we will have to see Daenerys telling Sam that she burns her father and that she burns his father and his brother. Honestly, I don't really think Sam is going to be phased by his father dying. I might he might feel away about his brother dying and him being the last um, person of his house, but I don't really think he's going to be super upset. I mean, I don't know. I think Sam um, at the at the New York Game of Thrones premiere, the actor who plays Sam Tyrell. Tally. <laughs> Samuel Tally said that he, you know, Sam is more manipulative than people give him credit for. And at first I was like, what? But then I thought about it and I was like, you know what? He is because, I mean, he's not manipulative in a bad, evil way, but he's manipulative in a very convincing, persuasive type of way that is kind of like empathetic that makes you think like okay he can really convince people if he wanted to like in a, in a different world Sam would be a great politician and a great um asset to his house but because you know he wasn't a fighter and more book smart um I think that's the reason why his father dismissed him but you know, I kind of match. I want to match his wits to of that of Tyrion. You know, he's really smart, book smart. Um, he's probably not as he's not as charming as Tyrion, but he's definitely as smart as Tyrion. And his quest for knowledge is admirable, and also aids him into being more, you know, manipulative and and the in that way. Okay, so. Um, also in the first episode, according to this recap, that John and Bran are going to meet and they're going to hug and, you know, um, you know, um, John will officially present Sansa and Sansa and Daenerys are supposed to meet in the first episode and that's where they have beef. Now the beef is going to be because, you know, Sansa doesn't trust Daenerys and I think Daenerys is going to go all out her way to make Sansa believe that she's an ally. And it's, it's easy, you know, to not really, I mean... We give Sansa a lot of shit. And of course, she made like a lot of questionable decisions. But realistically, she pretty much embarks the actual, um, you know, reality of being a lady in waiting. You know, she and she survived that. You know, a lot of women in waiting especially in this particular type of time period died when they didn't, you know, succumb and, and, and obey men. And she didn't die. 
and she puts a real life lens to the to the to how we romanticize princesses and 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 ladies and queens you know her ancestry they show the ugly side of what it's like to not really have real power because of men and when you think about it like that you're like oh wow you know Sansa really is a fighter in that aspect you know yeah it'd be cool to swing swords and fight men and you know slash their faces off and you know stab them in the guts but you know everyone's not built that way or have that opportunity you know she worked with what she was given and what she was taught she was taught to grow up marry a king have his babies that's what she was taught to do and most women in that time hell even now are taught that taught to be beautiful you know learn how to sew learn how to cook keep yourself up you know be presentable you know you know um find find your king or track your king and do whatever he says to make him and keep him happy i mean that's a lot of us right now in 2019 you know um so yeah i think um danny is going to try to make friends with sansa and it's definitely not going to be easy especially with those dragons that's going to be floating around winterfell um especially you have like lady mormont there they're not really gonna be fucking with danny so it's gonna be interesting to see how danny reacts and acts in a place where she is not gonna be well loved and well received so um yeah according to this recap this is what we're gonna see in the first episode all right so um so john is basically gonna have to talk to the north all the kings and the ladies and the queens and and, and the lords in the north on why and to, to have them support his decision on bringing Danny to the north and why he bowed to her. And in this, according to this recap, that Tyrion is going to try to convince people that Cersei is going to stay true to her word. Now, we all know Cersei don't give a fuck about the Night King, even after seeing, you know, a White Walker. You think she really gonna care? I mean, I don't. I mean, for all she could care, you know, let them fight the White King, the Night King, and let them fight the White Walkers. And, you know, whoever's left, she'll just deal with them how she deals with them. And that'll be it, you know? But I think that's going to be Tyrion's downfall on trying to, like, humanize Cersei. And I think going forward if he continues that narrative that she's human she could be reasoned with she could be trusted i think after a while of him saying that consistently i think that's going to start to look like he's becoming a traitor not saying that he is going to be a traitor or not saying that i've read that something's going to be a traitor but i'm just saying you know if you just 
look at it for what it is. We know how evil Cersei is. And if you keep trying to convince people that an evil person, you know, everyone has been affected by her in this scenario. That she is going to stay true to her word. She understands the urgency and that she wants to make it work. That's going to raise some eyebrows. Like, she's a piece of shit, bro. Why are you trying to gas her up? Like, nah, bro. We good. We good. We good. Um, I'm interested to see how uh, Jamie is going to be received in Winterfell. Especially with Arya there. Because he's on her list. And I definitely feel that he won't make it out (laughs) that's how I feel I feel like he's not gonna make it out alive even with him with him having a change of heart and with him understanding the urgency with him you know understanding that he needs to do something good for once I think that's going to fall short to Arya because Arya understands, you know, what he did to Bran, you know, because Bran is crippled because of him. So I definitely think all of his efforts are going to be cut short by Arya. Um, This is not supported by anything. This is just what I'm concluding. I don't have anything to support it. You know, I mean, only thing I have to support it is that in the books, you know, Cersei dies by the hands of her younger brother. And all this time, she thought the younger brother was Tyrion. She never once considered it was Jamie because they're twins. And, you know, he's like a few seconds younger than her. I don't know about a few seconds, a few minutes. I'm not really sure. But um, if she kills Jamie, I'm talking about Arya now. If she kills Jamie, she takes his face. You know, and goes to King's Landing and kills Cersei. That's kind of like what I'm hoping for. I hope it plays out that way. I would love it to play out that way. You know, for her to admit certain things to Arya with while Arya has Jamie face on, and you know, um, and then she she asks some, her her questions about Starks, and she admits it, and then she just you know, Arya in Jamie's face kills her and then that's the end of it. So I'm not gonna recap the whole um alleged first episode leak scripts, um pictures that whatever people are talking about. I just kinda wanna like bring up that first couple points. So that's what it is. So I definitely will be recording right after Game of Thrones episode one to verify if that is actually true or not if it's not true then just be like all right cool i can go through more of it and we can talk about more points but if it is true i'm gonna be like oh shit oh shit oh man all right so i'm excited about game of thrones i know you're excited about game of thrones and i cannot i'm so happy that it's back i'm sad this is the last season but I'm excited it's the last season because I kind of want it to be over and for it to be wrapped up. I just hope it's not like a very, um, I hope it's not a disappointing ending. And not disappointing in like all my faves die, but disappointing as it's like dragging or it's not like doesn't feel finished, you know? I want it to like finish and be concluded and be like, okay, this feels like an ending. All right, so I will see you after episode one. Peace.